It's officially Seahawks game day for the first time in the 2023 season. Who's in and who's out for the Seahawks as they open their preseason slate against the Vikings at Lumen Field? Rob Rang and I will be breaking it all down on our latest installment of Locked on Seahawks. You are Locked on Seahawks. Your daily Seattle Seahawks podcast. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Greetings, 12. This is Corbin Smith, host of the Locked On Seahawks podcast, your daily Seahawks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Glad to be joined for our pregame special here by my co-host in crime, Rob Rang. And a special thanks to all the 12s out there, especially all of our valued listeners that are down in Maui. We, Our hearts are with you right now with what's going on. Just tragic pictures coming out of Maui. And so we greatly appreciate each and every one of our listeners, but especially those of you that listen in five days a week down at the island. We greatly appreciate your support and best wishes as you start to move forward from that tragic incident that took place with the wildfires over the last couple of days. We're going to be diving into Seattle's first preseason game of the 2023 season, our first pregame show, Rob, of the entire year. We're going to be looking at which competitions are going to be most important to watch tonight and a little bit of over-under action, some pregame game day action here on Locked on Seahawks. And this episode is brought your way by Underdog Fantasy Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store and sign up with the promo code Locked On to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. Now for your lead story here on our Thursday edition of Locked On Seahawks. After months of anticipation, game day has finally returned for the Seahawks. And though it might not be a game that counts in the standings, it's still a critical one, as Pete Carroll pointed out after yesterday's practice. Rookies getting their first chance to play in real NFL action. Your bubble player is going to be battling for a few spots at the end of the roster. It's certainly an important game for a lot of players, even if a lot of the starters are not going to play for the Seahawks. As far as who's in and who's out, Rob, I know that a lot of 12s were really excited to head to Lumen Field tonight and get to see their top five pick in Devin Witherspoon play against the Minnesota Vikings. And unfortunately, number 21, they're going to have to wait one more week at least to see him in game action. He tweaked his hamstring, the same leg that he was dealing with hamstring issues in the pre-draft process. But as Pete Carroll said, it's a different spot. It doesn't sound like it is a significant injury, but this is a preseason game. They are not going to be throwing their fifth overall pick out there. if He is not 100%. There's no point in doing so. So no spoon for the Hawks in this preseason opener. And they'll be missing a few other players that are dealing with injuries that have been suffered during training camp as well. Yeah, and that's where I think that we have to kind of start off today's show is just basically, simply put, who's in and who's out. And uh, as you mentioned, number five overall selection, Devin Witherspoon, is going to be out, unfortunately, in this contest due to a hamstring injury. I don't think that it's anything to be worried about in terms of the regular season, but it is disappointing, certainly, especially considering that the Minnesota Vikings used their first-round pick on a wide receiver, Jordan Addison, the former Bolitnikoff Award winner. It would have been a lot of fun to be able to see those two first round picks kind of battle but focusing in here on the Seahawks again along with Devin Witherspoon 
Vi Jones, the linebacker that you and I have been kind of chuffing at the bit a little bit to kind of see what he might be able to do. Unfortunately, he also um, is going to be unable to play in today's game. Pete Carroll described it as a legit ankle injury. Um, and, and so we're, or ankle sprain, excuse me. So it, it may be a couple of weeks until we see number 50 on the field for the Seahawks. So that is certainly disappointing. And then yeah. Josh Oniogo, the pass rusher, is going to be out. And, and perhaps, perhaps for a significant amount of time sounds like he has a serious elbow injury that may even require surgery so those are certainly some disappointing news and of course we know that guys like geno smith tyler lockett dk metcalf bobby wagner jamal adams jordan brooks there's a lot of the seahawks established superstars who are not going to be participating in this preseason game but as you said before corbin this is a critical game for a lot of players that are on the bubble and this is a quality opponent the minnesota vikings that was a playoff team a year ago and so you know was we started talking before about how we are going to approach this uh the very first game of the 2023 season albeit the preseason we talked about possible matchups we don't even know who's going to start for the the vikings as well so to me that's it's a fun one because we're going to see a lot of young talent and a lot of guys who are absolutely fighting for their nfl jobs and that is going to make for a riveting atmosphere uh, i hope to see a lot of the 12s out there um at at the or excuse me at, at the at the stadium uh, to participate here and and really cheer the Seahawks on because I think this is going to be a fascinating game to watch in a lot of different ways. Yeah, it's really one of those things when you're talking about preseason games where it's important and at the same time, you know, you have to look. Each player is going to have a little different. There's a little different viewpoint of whether or not they're going to play. If it's an established starter at this point, most teams in the league do not play those guys more than a series or two in preseason games. And a lot of teams have completely scrapped playing their starters, their veteran starters in the preseason. Your rookies, it's it's a different story. You know, Devin Witherspoon is a top five pick, but you want him to get reps. You want him to get out there. So I don't want to downplay this and say that I'm not disappointed because I am. I would have loved sure. to see number 21 out there, especially with how well he's looked on the practice field the last week and a half. And the havoc that he has been bringing, hitting people and flying all over the place. Would have loved to see him and him and Addison against each other. Would have been a really fun week one in the preseason. That would have been an exciting one-on-one -on -one matchup. But we're not going to get to see it. The Seahawks are making the right choice here. You want Devin Witherspoon ready for the Rams in week one. If he's going to miss a preseason game or two, it's not a big deal. But you're hoping you can get him some rep before the regular season. You don't want him to go in with a dry run, never having played in an NFL game, even a player of his talent. As for Vi Jones, that's the one I'm really disappointed about because you want to talk about a second-year guy that needs the game reps. He's looked good on the practice field, but he is still raw at that off-ball linebacker position, at least the way it's played in the NFL. He needs those snaps, and so him being out probably for in at least the first two preseason games, it's possible if this is a high ankle sprain, Anytime Pete Carroll uses the word legit, you start thinking this guy could be out a month plus. So it's worrisome potentially that he could miss the entire preseason. If that happens, who knows what happens down the line? Maybe he ends up on injured reserve at the start of the season or even before the season, which would mean he's out for the entire year. So hopefully that's not the case. As for Oniogo, that 
situation. The Seahawks waived injured him because he's not going to be playing again this year, most likely with that elbow injury. They're hoping that nobody else claims him with the injury he has so he can revert to injured reserve and then they can have it back next season when he's healthy. As far as a few other injuries, we weren't going to see Ken Walker the third in this game anyway, but he is making progress. Receiver Dariq Young has taken a positive turn. They're still not sure if he's got a sports hernia. So they're kind of evaluating him day to day to see if he is able to get over the hump. And this is something he can play uh, again here in the near future. And then Daryl Taylor sounds like he's making good progress, but none of those three players are going to be playing in tonight's game, but at least some positive news. And I think the best injury news, Rob, Joey Blunt was carted off on Monday at practice, does not have any damage to his back, hip or knee. So that's a big deal. Pete Carroll said he may be ready to play as early as next week. Not going to be in the, in the game tonight, but they dodged a bullet there because that sounded like a significant injury. And luckily, he's just got a sore back. Hopefully, a few more days of rest and he's going to be feeling good. But the Seahawks got a lot of positive injury updates, but you can expect there's going to be a lot of players that maybe could have played in this game in this first preseason game, they're not going to be suiting up tonight. So that just creates more opportunities for others that are trying to battle for a roster spot and adds more intrigue to this preseason opener. There are a number of competitions that are in the heat of battle right now for the Seahawks. We're going to be taking a look at which ones you should be watching most tonight when the Seahawks battle the Vikings when we return here on our Thursday edition of Locked On Seahawks, which is brought your way by Underdog Fantasy. August is here, and you know what that means. The official start of Fantasy Football Drafting Month, Underdog is the easiest place to play fantasy football and the best place for best ball. Best Ball Mania 4 is the largest fantasy football tournament ever, and you can also invite your fans to a private draft in order to bring in new users. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out Best Ball at Underdog Fantasy all you have to do is one live snake draft, no waivers, no trades. I love it because I don't have to worry about setting my lineup week to week with my busy schedule. Underdog sets your best lineup for you every week. Try it out with Underdog's Best Ball Mania Tournament, the largest fantasy football contest of all time. It's back and even bigger, $15 million of total prizes up for grabs. That's a lot of cash, including an absurd $3 million going to the winner. Last year, the winner drafted their team in July, so don't wait around. Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the App Store and sign up with the promo code Locked On to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy promo code Locked On. You're listening to the pregame Thursday edition of Locked On Seahawks. I'm your host, Corbin Smith. Glad to be joined, as always, by my co-host in crime, Rob Rang. And a special thanks to all the 12s out there, as always, for making Locked On Seahawks your first listen five days a week. Every day, we actually have two shows coming today. We got our pregame show, and I'm really excited for the postgame show. I'll be joined by Dallas Cooper tonight, so make sure you are turning in. You do not want to miss that show coming out of the first preseason game. Speaking of that preseason game, Rob, as we were just talking about, obviously this game doesn't count in the standings. It's not going to count in the regular season, but it still has significance, especially for those players that are battling for roster spots or starting positions. There are a number of competitions right now that are taking place at Seahawks camp that now are going to get taken to the next level here in real game action going against another team. And there's a few spots that competitions haven't developed the way that some people thought, like right guard. At the same time, though, there are a number of positions where we are going to see guys in the field tonight that truly are battling 
for either a roster spot or maybe even a spot in the starting lineup. And I know that you and I are both certainly intrigued to watch those unfold tonight. Oh, most definitely. I mean, I, I have kind of been uh, you know excited to be talking about the interior of the offensive and defensive line. It's one of the things I have focused in on this entire time. And yet because Seattle seems relatively healthy there, and as we talked about before with number five overall pick Devin Witherspoon out of this game, we know that it's been a, a very uh, highly contested battle to be a starter between he, Mike Jackson, uh, you know, I, and, and just the depth at that position. I'm really, my very first look is going to be at the cornerback position, actually, for the CX corner and wide receiver. I'm going to kind of go the exact opposite of what I've been kind of talking about, again, because of the fact that with Witherspoon being out, I anticipate that DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are going to be held out of this game at the cornerback spot Then I want to see, is it Mike Jackson? Is it Trey Brown? Is it Kobe Bryant? Is it an undrafted parade like a Lance Boykin? Who is going to be able to make the big plays in this type of a game that is really going to force the Seahawks to kind of look in their direction a little bit? We talked about that a little bit in yesterday's show with Sean Wally. And, and I think that it, it really sets up nicely because you have a Minnesota Vikings team that – Again, I'm not expecting to see their superstars like Kirk Cousins or Jeff, Justin Jefferson, if they play at all, not to see, expect to see them play very much. So that means it's going to be guys like Nick Mullins, who's a veteran quarterback, um, or their, their rookie, Jaron Hall from BYU. These are two quarterbacks that don't have the accuracy that the Pro Bowl or Kirk Cousins has. So there could be opportunities for Seattle's corners to make some big plays. And then on the flip side, the wide receiver position, of course, you're excited to see a guy like a Jackson Smith and Jigba. And, and I do expect that Seattle's going to be throwing the football around because I think that Drew Locke is going to be the Seattle's uh, you know, quarterback for a lot of the game. So I think that Seattle is going to have some opportunities to get their receivers involved. But is it a, a Cody Thompson, as Sean mentioned yesterday? Is it a Jake Bobo, as we've talked about before? Uh, is it a guy like a Matt Landers that might be able to kind of go deep on, on a big on a big uh, a, a big game kind of a, of a throw that we know that Drew Locke can do so successfully? So to me, I, as much as I want to focus in on the interior of the offensive and defensive lines, I think that this particular matchup sets up well for the, the Seattle's corners and receivers to make some splashy plays. And I want to see if anybody is able to kind of push their stock up that much further uh, in, in tonight's game against the Vikings. Yeah, I've got cornerback at the top of my list for competitions to watch just because we are going to see legitimate starter candidates playing out there, even without Devin Witherspoon being in the lineup. Mike Jackson and Trey Brown right now, they are battling for that other starting spot because Reek Woolen is going to start at right corner in week one. They are just biding their time, making sure he's healthy. He is going to play against the Rams in week one. So whoever plays better in this football game, this preseason game, that is going to be a nice feather to put in their cap if you're Trey Brown or Mike Jackson or even Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant's going to get to play all the snaps in the slot tonight, at least early in the game. Maybe he plays some safety, but I feel like this is going to open the door for some of those other safeties to play because without Witherspoon, your best corner in the slot is Kobe Bryant, the guy that played there all of last year. And so all three of those players are going to get reps tonight, significant reps. And not all of your starters you can say that about, but this is a position that is very much up for grabs, and they need to see these guys play against another football team. And the Vikings are going to throw the football. Nick Mullins has started a lot of games in the NFL. So this is a good litmus test, even for a preseason game 
at that position. At number two, though, I got to go back to the trenches just because I still feel, we talked about this earlier this week, Evan Brown is creating some separation in that center battle. And at the same time, I want to see how Olu Oluwatimi plays in his first game with the Seahawks because I think he's had a good camp. This has not been a case where the veteran's just been running laps around the incoming rookie. Oluwatimi's done some really nice things on the practice field. If he is able to go out, I expect he's going to play a ton of snaps tonight. If he can go out and win at the line of scrimmage in the run game, hold his own in pass protection, protect Drew Locke if he's in there for Holton Aylers later in the game as well. I'd expect at that point probably Joey Hunt's going to be playing, but this is a great opportunity to evaluate where he is at, a guy that came in with so many decorated uh, awards on his resume, so many snaps on his resume. You want to see how he responds this first chance. So I think this is a game where, depending how much Evan Brown plays early, that is something that, something that we're going to have to watch. If he doesn't play much, I said this earlier this week, that's kind of telling. That would be telling you where this position battle is at. But this is a chance for Timmy to be able to squeeze that gap down a little bit maybe and put himself back in a position to battle for that starting job by week one. These preseason games are going to be very significant at that center position. And I personally think it would make sense to play Brown a handful of series because I truly want to see this competition still waged on. I think Ola Timmy deserves that opportunity still. Don't give it to the veteran too quickly. So this is a big game. No question about it for Ola Timmy and it should be for Brown as well. Oh, no question about it. As I said, I mean, I'm go. I still think that the corner and receiver positions are going to be where the action is. But I've, you know, it's kind of like you at the running back position, Corbin. Uh, you know, when I played the little bit that I play at the high school level, and when I coach at the high school level, it was always about the line. My eyes are always going to go to the guy that touches the ball the most. That's the quarterback, and that's the center. And so I am going to very much be watching to see what Ola Oluwatimi is going to be able to provide us. Yeah, I think that's a really savvy point that you made before about Evan Brown. If he plays one series or doesn't even, you know, they, they, Pete Carroll already said that he's going to start. But if he only plays a series or two and Oluwatimi plays virtually the entire game, then I think that that is a statement that the Seahawks already feel that they have their starting center in place. Um, finally, the other position I definitely wanted to make sure that we mention is the safety spot and as we talked about before with Joey Blunt being out uh you know with, with his injury and you know Godspeed to him and his recovery. That is great news for the Seahawks because Blunt is not a player who saw a lot of, of playing time during the regular season a year ago, but I can tell you the Seahawks were really, really impressed with his his speed to the you know to be able to cover and then certainly his mind. Um, and so he is a player that is very much in Seattle's plans. But still, I, I want to see if there's any of the other safeties. We talked before uh, in yesterday's show, I believe, about Jerick Reed. Um, you know, Seattle's splashy little angry little elf as John Schneider described him i want to see him mix and plays um i, I see the, the playmaking ability on tape but i want to see him against the minnesota vikings team that again has some dynamic receivers has a head coach that's going to want to throw the football and then also has some intriguing tight end and running backs that are going to be getting the ball so to me safety is another another position i think that we have to talk about i mean you can make an argument for every position on this team that, that's one of the nice things about the seahawks they do have legitimate talent and depth they're, in my opinion, one of the deeper one of the deeper teams in all of the league. But there are a couple of positions that I think the Seattle's depth is truly extraordinary. That they are going some of the players that Seattle 
cuts other NFL clubs are going to be looking at. And so, again, corner wide receiver, absolutely part of that. Safety is going to be one as well. And then, as you mentioned before, offensive line, my eyes are always going to shift a little bit in that direction. So, again, to me, this is must-see evaluation. I'm excited for all the fans that are going to be there at the stadium. But if you're just watching at home, Make sure that you're watching and evaluating, not just kind of watching with some popcorn and a beer or whatever, because this is a game. There's, there's jobs that are going to be won and lost, uh, maybe not in just one week, but certainly this is where you get your opportunity. Those, those first impressions absolutely matter. And I know the NFL clubs uh, all across the league are going to be watching this matchup, considering the relative talent of the Seattle Seahawks and the Minnesota Vikings. Going off what I said earlier, Kobe Bryant is going to be playing mostly in the slot, if not all of his snaps in the slot tonight. And so that just creates more chances for Jarek Reed the second, Jonathan Sutherland, who I think sure. has really started to turn it on here the last week of camp. I thought he got off to a kind of rough start after a really good OTA as an offseason program, but it seems like he has figured things out. He has found his footing and Pete Carroll was raving about him yesterday. So Jonathan Sutherland, this is a chance for him to try to carve out that Ryan Neal-type role. Jarek Reed II, you might have been the draft pick, and Sutherland might be the undrafted player, but you two are probably battling for one roster spot right now, and Joey Blunt being in that mix too when he gets back hopefully next week. So this is a very competitive position. And even Ty Okada, we haven't talked about him very much during uh, training camp, but I could see Okada being a player that comes out and makes some big hits and maybe creates some turnovers in preseason games because he's that kind of a player. So this is a very fun position group. I'm going to be watching that group at the safety position, especially with all those youngsters now having all those reps. They don't have Kobe Bryant splitting with them, most likely more opportunities for them to impress the coaching staff with all these snaps they're going to be in front of them so should be really exciting you are listening to the thursday pre-game edition of locked on seahawks i'm your host corbin smith glad to be joined as always by my coast and crime rob rang and a special thanks to all the 12s out there for making locked on seahawks your first listen five days a week we greatly appreciate it i feel like i'm going to be back on this mic here in like 15 minutes after the show ends because we've got a post-game show coming up i'll be joined by dallas cooper we'll be handing out game balls three up, three down, and all the fun stuff we always do in our post-game shows. Make sure you're listening. That'll be going live shortly after the conclusion of tonight's game at Lumen Field. Speaking of that game, you know, Rob, you and I, most of the time we relegate game day in terms of playing games on the show to when Nick Lee is on the show. But I told Nick the other day, I said, you know what? We're going to give Rob a chance to get in on the action today. We're going to play a little over or under here before our preseason opener going to be looking at a number of statements heading into this game predictions so to speak and we can't push this week you have to go bold it's got to be over or under on each of these so I'm looking forward to us combing through these and making some predictions for tonight's game Rob let's get to our first one the gunslinger himself Drew Locke throws for 215 passing yards over or under against the Vikings Rob over. Drew Locke's going for 300 plus. He's going to throw at least two touchdowns. He is going to have a, a heck of a performance. He is going to be going against uh, a, a quality Minnesota Vikings defense. But again, one that I expect is 
not going to be starting all of their, you know, presume regular season starters. There's some youth out there. And this is a, a, a team in the Minnesota Vikings that is a very good one, but is one that, at least in my opinion, is very much slanted towards the offensive side of the football field. And, and so I do think that this, there's going to be some big opportunities for Seattle's passing game. I think that there's going to, the Seahawks are going to score an awful lot of points. I don't know that I think that Drew Locke is going to throw for the three or four touchdowns or whatever. That, I think, is a possibility, though. But in terms of yards, I do think that there are going to be opportunities to go over the top. And, and I, I absolutely believe that Seattle has the wide receivers that might be able to make some people miss and be able to create some yardage after the catch that is just going to pad Drew Locke's statistics. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to go quite to 300 yards because I, I think that Holt Naylor's is going to get a fair amount of playing time in the second half. And I think that that's probably going to limit the opportunities. At the same time, I've been talking about all week how excited I'm to see Drew Locke air it out. And listen, he's going to let it rain tonight. Let's just say it right now. Drew Locke is going to let it rain. I think the 250, 260 range tonight is definitely doable. I think he's got a good rapport building with some of these reserve receivers that are battling for a roster spot. I'm not sold in the Vikings depth at corner either. This is a team that has some questions in their starting lineup in their secondary. So I think this is a game that Drew Locke absolutely can get some big yardage. I just don't know if I'm quite willing to go to 300, but I'm with you. I am over on this one. Second one on defense, Ben Burkirvin. What a story he is. Racks up eight tackles in his first game action in two years. Over or under, Rob? I'm going to go under on this one, but it's not because I have any doubt about BBK's heart or potential to, to get those types of numbers. Uh, it's just that I don't know that he is going to see the field that much to be able to get to eight tackles. Eight tackles is about what I think that Seattle's leading tackler is likely to get in this game. And in my opinion, that is much more likely to be John Radigan. BBK, I think, is going to rack up some tackles on special teams. I think he's going to rack up some tackles on defense. And just going back up of years and what he did at the University of Washington when he was the most productive tackler in all college football. You know, the, he certainly has the, the instincts, the physicality, the clean tackling ability to do that. Eight to me is just a little bit rich. I'm going to go closer to six, but I do think it's going to be an exciting performance, a heck of a, of a, of a, a, a homecoming uh, for BBK, and I certainly wish him well. I'm very excited, perhaps even more excited to see him than any other player on either Seattle or Minnesota's roster. Yeah, he was on my short list the other day, players with most to gain, just because we don't know what to expect. This is going to be the first game action in two years. The horrible injury that he had to his knee, the nerve damage for him just to be out there is remarkable. But I'm going under here just because I don't think that he's going to play much, not because the Seahawks don't want him to. We have to remember that they have been easing him back into practices yep. because he had been away from the game for almost two years. I can't see them throwing him out there for three, four, five possessions like he's going to need to to get those kind of tackle numbers. So I'd be happy if I see three or four tackles, maybe five out of him. I just don't think he's going to be out there enough because he's going to be on a snap count, I think in this game, since they're still easing him back in. Next one here on offense, we were talking about the receiving competition. Jake Bobo and Matt Landers combined for 90 receiving yards. Rob, you said that Drew Locke's going to be throwing for 300. So are Jake Bobo and Matt Landers going to be a big part of that, getting to 90-plus yards combined? 
They are indeed, sir, at least in my opinion. I, I think that Matt Landers is going to be the guy who, you know, maybe with one big play creates 50 or 60 on his own. I think that Jake Bobo is going to have more receptions, perhaps even more touchdowns. But Matt Landers, he's 6'4", and being able to run in the four threes the way he can, which as you mentioned before, we have some questions about Minnesota's depth uh, in the secondary. I really think that there could be a big play opportunity there. And so to me, that is why I do absolutely believe that we are talking about 110, 120 uh, kind of yards for these two receivers combined. And I think there's going to be a touchdown between the two receivers as well. I have been waiting for this opportunity, Rob, to dish this out. I am a huge rock and metal fan. Aerosmith was one of the first artists that I fell in love with as a kid. And for this particular one, this is, this is one of my favorite album titles out there. I am honking on Bobo. I think Jake Bobo's getting above 90 receiving yards in this game by himself. He had yeah. 76 in that mock scrimmage, and most of that, actually all that damage came catching passes from Drew Locke. I think those two are going to have a fun night throwing against the Minnesota Vikings. So uh, not only do I think they get to this, I'm going over just with Jake Bobo, and hopefully Matt Landers, we see something from him tonight. He didn't do anything in the mock scrimmage, but – Absolutely. Just one of these guys. I think Jake Bobo gets above it. So really excited to see that come to fruition. Going back to defense and special teams, rookies produce two turnovers on defense or special teams over or under, Rob. I'm going to go under, uh, you know, two turnovers seems like a lot. I do think you're going to see a lot of splashy plays from Seattle's rookies because just like a year ago, um, you know, I really thought that, that Seattle had an unbelievable rookie class a year ago and, you know, credit to the Seahawks that that's what actually happened. I think that Seattle has a very talented rookie class this year as well. But of course, when you got a guy like Devin Witherspoon, your very top pick, who's not going to be playing in, in this game, and some of the other players who I think are going to be able to make significant impacts as rookies happen to be interior linemen, the offensive and defensive side. I don't see quite as many splashy turnover type plays from the rookie. So to me, what this comes down to is, are you going to see a play from, a, say, a Derek Call? Are you going to see a play from, uh, you know, one of the, the, the defensive backs or, or, you know, something of that nature? I don't know that you're going to see two. I'll stick with one, but I'm going to go under on this particular category. Yeah, I can't go over on this. Even though the preseason, we have seen crazy things happen. And yeah. maybe we will have three rookies create turnovers on defense special teams. But I'm going to go under. And, you know, I would have some confidence in there being one just because, you know, offenses, it's the preseason. you got backups in. There's liable to be an opportunity or two there thrown your way to get those turnovers. But I think two is pushing it right now, especially without Witherspoon. If Witherspoon was playing in this game, I might be willing to do the gamble and go above just because that's the kind of talent that he is. But without him being out there, I'm going to go under on this one as well. Seahawk running backs rush for two touchdowns. So Zach Charbonnet and company, we won't see Kenny McIntosh in this game, but we will see Charbonnet. And they've got several other intriguing young backs that will be playing in this game as well. Are you going over or under on this one, Rob? Well, I, you know, you, you already said before, I, I can't just kind of go with, uh, you know, I have to go over or under. I, I really think a two touch rushing touchdowns, I think, is kind of the magic number. So I'll just say that. But, you know, if I was going to lean one way over the under, had to, I think it's going to be over. Again, I think the Seattle is going to be able to move the ball on Minnesota. And I really think that this is going to be one, the very first game 
where Seahawks fans are going to be really excited about the second round selection, much uh, debated selection of Zach Charbonnet. I think that he has potential to break a big one. Um, and not that I think he's going to necessarily run for a 60, 70 yard touchdown, but a 25, 30 yard kind of, of, of a jaunt. And I do think that he has the size and physicality um, to be able to be kind of that, that end zone guy, that red zone guy to be able to get a score. So again, I, I think that Seattle is going to be able to move the ball. That's going to culminate in opportunities. I think that Seattle wants to run the football, establish what they can do, perhaps get Ola Ola with Timmy in, involved. And I think that's his game. It's just plowing people ahead at the line of scrimmage. So I'm going to kind of hedge my bet here and say a little bit over. Um, but again, I feel very confident that Seattle's going to get at least the two rushing touchdowns in this weekend, uh, this game against the Vikings. If this was all position groups, I would go over. And the reason I'm saying that is I think Holton Ehlers is going to score a rushing touchdown tonight. I'm calling it right now. His ability to run the ball, we saw it in the mock scrimmage going against fourth-string defensive players. I have a feeling that Holton Aylers could do some damage with his legs. So if this was QBs and RBs, then I would say over. But I'm actually going to go under this. I think Drew Locke is going to be assaulting the air and getting some touchdowns. And I think it's going to limit the opportunities for running backs in the end zone. But I will say this. I do think there will be one rushing touchdown by a running back, and it's not going to be Zach Charbonnet. It's going to be Sirodrick of Texas Tech, and I'm really excited to see him get out there. He's actually scored a couple touchdowns in practice, uh, Sir Roderick yep. Thompson coming out of Texas Tech. So he's my pick to score a touchdown for the Seahawks on the ground. Last one real quick, Rob, on defense. Seattle amasses four sacks as a defense, over or under in this preseason opener. I'd love to say over. Uh, the fact that you're not going to have Daryl Taylor out there, the fact that I just have not yet seen – true juice, true dominance from Derek Hall. Yeah, I'm excited about Boye Mafe. I love that you mentioned Boye Mafe. It's kind of your pick to click on yesterday's show. I would agree with you 100%. But again, uh, not having Josh Oniogo out there, I'm curious to see if Seattle is able to muster that. Wouldn't I? If I'm going to throw out a name, you, you just mentioned Sir Roger Thompson. I think that's a great one. I'm going to mention Levi Bell, as you mentioned yesterday uh, in yesterday's show. To me, those are the kind of guys, still four sacks feels a little bit rich. I do think that that Minnesota and their backup quarterbacks, like you mentioned before with Seattle's Holton Aylers and his ability to move, I think that Jaron Hall's ability to move as well. The BYU rookie quarterback who I expect to see fairly a significant amount of time for the Vikings, I think he is able to kind of run his way out of sacks, maybe get a yard or two of game. I think the Seattle's pass rush is going to be fairly formidable in this game but four sacks feels a touch rich for me at this point. So I'm going to go with the under. Yeah, this is one if I could push, I would be strongly considering doing it because Nick Mullins is the opposite of Jaron Hall. Like he is that statue in the pocket, but he gets rid of the football really quickly. And he did that when he played in San Francisco. So I don't know that you'd get as many sack opportunities for that reason. So I think two and a half right now is about where I'm sitting for sacks in this game, because I think Jaron Hall's going to be a little tougher to get after two, but I do think Levi Bell is a guy to watch getting one of those sacks tonight. I've really been impressed by what I've seen from him so far since they brought him in as a former USFL standout previously played at Louisiana Tech as well. So I'm going to go under, let's say two and a half sacks, but I'm hoping to see pressures. That's what I'm really most excited about. Can you get consistent pressure on the quarterback and maybe turn those into a turnover or two for this young defense? As always, you can follow me on Twitter, Corbin Smith NFL. You can follow Rob at Rob Rang. 
Subscribe and follow Locked On Seahawks on YouTube and wherever you listen to your podcast to make sure you don't miss a single episode. Coming up later today, we will have our post-game show, Game Balls, three up, three down. Key storylines coming out of Seahawks versus Vikings in the preseason opener. I'll be joined by Dallas Cooper. Make sure you're joining us shortly after the conclusion of the game at Lumen Field. Thanks for listening in. Enjoy the game tonight, and go Hawks.